Are you ready to elevate your doula business to the next level? I want to introduce you to the ultimate guide to crafting your kick-ass doula packages. Whether you're a seasoned doula looking to refresh your offerings or just starting out in the field, this free guide is your roadmap to success. In this guide, you'll find strategies to tailor your services for your clients, ways to make the prices sustainable for you and something that you feel really great about, and different creative ways to make your doula packages unique to you and not just the same as everybody else's in the industry. This is a free guide and you can download it right now. Head over to hurrahdoulaservices.com slash doula packages to get your copy today. Welcome to Doula Tips and Tits. This podcast is a place where we answer one question about doula work, both to support you and to help you support your clients. I'm Kaylee Harad. I've been supporting families in this perinatal space since my oldest was born 12, nearly 13 years ago. I am a birth and postpartum doula, childbirth educator, La Leche League leader, and a doula coach. I love guiding and supporting doulas as they work out their doula business. It is a tremendous joy to be trusted in this way. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Welcome back. We are still on the series of 10 lessons from my first 10 births. If you have not listened to the previous episodes, I do recommend that you go back and do that. This series began in episode 158. And so that's where you can begin if you want to start kind of from the beginning. Today we are on lesson six and seven. No, just kidding. We're on lesson seven and eight. So we have the last four, but we're just going to do two of them today. Um, And so you'll have one more of these episodes to look forward to. So lesson number seven is have a recovery fan plan, have a recovery plan, not fan. Um, And what I mean by this is after you're with a client, either in an overnight or at a birth, have a plan for what it will look like for you to recover. Now, I want to just share how I learned this lesson. So I had a number of births early on that were decently long, like 16 to 30 hours, somewhere in there. And I came home feeling like absolute crap after them and feeling almost like I wasn't able to do it. Like I was like, physically, am I cut out for this? Like, can I be a doula? Is this not something I'm able to do? Um, And somehow a bunch of those births lined up with my cycle. And so then my menstruation would start and I would be like crampy and grouchy and tired and nauseous. And it was awful. So I actually had to call in backup for a couple births early on because I felt so crappy afterwards and I would kind of give myself like three days to recover. In that time frame, I was working on a couple of the other lessons I've mentioned like eating and peeing and taking care of myself, right? Sleeping well before and after a birth. Um, But also having a plan for how to help my body recover and my mental space in terms of like letting me process and come through that. Now, I will say that starting out in this doula work, I had some emergency situations that happened pretty early on. So within my first 10 births, I had three or four different emergencies that happened that are like more rare, completely uncaused by anyone emergencies 
that were very traumatic for both my clients and myself. So part of this plan, part of this lesson that I learned was was because of the things that I saw in those early births. And when I would speak to more experienced doulas, they would be like, oh my gosh, how have you already seen that? You've only attended eight births, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Why have I seen that? Like, why is that? Why did that happen? You know? So I want to just reiterate the fact that it was, it is not normal to see multiple different emergencies in your first 10 births. Um, but that that for sure was part of this for me was that I was emotionally and mentally recovering as well as physically recovering. Okay. Um, so that's number seven. So things that I had as part of my recovery plan, once I kind of got a good plan was of course, eating a really good meal, taking a shower every time. Um, the person that trained me as a doula is also a nurse and was like, hospitals are gross. If you're going to a hospital, you need to take your shoes off and shower before you do anything else at home. So I do a really good job of that. Like I come home, I shower, I eat something, and then I sleep for as long as possible. Um, and then I have kind of done different things throughout the years. I really love taking some kind of bath. I even love to buy like my own like herbal bath bomb kind of things. I currently live in a house that has a really crappy old bathtub and so I don't do that right now but we are moving soon and hopefully the next bathtub will be <laughs> more conducive to this um, ritual that I have. I like to cancel some things so um, my life schedule works where my life is, is dependent on births, right? So I used to think like, okay, if I'm going to get home by 4 p.m. and I have a meeting at 7, I can do that meeting because I'm going to be home before it. But now I cancel that meeting because obviously if I'm getting home from a birth and I haven't slept, I need to be sleeping instead of on that meeting, right? And um, that was a hard lesson for me in part because I'm a recovering people pleaser and also because um, it's hard for me not to overwork myself. So I'm also you know, getting better at being a good boss to myself. And if I've had a really long birth or an, especially, an especially traumatic birth, I make sure that the next day I also have things rescheduled so that I'm not waking up kind of carrying that with me because I know that really hard births, either physically or emotionally, take me a couple days to recover from. And so I now give myself that space, which makes it tremendously easier to do rather than feeling like I have to hit the ground running back into regular life as soon as possible. Okay. So number eight is it's exhausting for you too. And that's okay. Now remember that these are lessons. So, um, I think initially I would downplay my own physical exhaustion and work during a birth. Because I'm like, well, I didn't give birth. They gave birth, right? But the reality is it is a lot of work to support someone in labor. And this is also true for overnights. I mean, these, these are my first 10 birth lessons, right? But also for overnights, man, sometimes it is physically exhausting. Because if you have a real fussy baby who weighs like eight pounds, you spend like seven to eight hours holding eight pounds. That is a long time. And a lot of weight. Now, obviously, you're not always doing that, but some situations are more exhausting physically than others, right? Even a fast labor 
can take a really big toll um, in terms of your physical exhaustion because of all the different things you have to do and how intensely you have to do them, even if it's for a shorter amount of time. So I wanna tell you about one birth that I've already mentioned before where I didn't eat well, I couldn't go to sleep before they before they called. It was one of my earliest births. And um, the ending was honestly rough. And she had some, some um, complications that were pretty serious later after she gave birth. So one of the things that I did after her birth, is I came home, I hadn't slept well beforehand. I hadn't slept well, I hadn't slept at all during it. I hadn't eaten well and I came home and I remember laying in bed and falling asleep and waking up 11 hours later feeling like I had the best sleep of my life and not having moved at all. Like I was like in the exact same position. My covers were like very wrinkle free. <laughs> I was like, I literally fell asleep like an actual zombie on my bed. Zombies don't sleep. That's not, that's not a good analogy, but like a log. I slept like a log. And I am a mover in my sleep. So I tend to toss and turn. You could ask my husband about blanket stealing and things like that. Um, and so this was a sleep that I have not experienced since and I haven't experienced before. But one thing that I have noticed in my body that kind of ties in with number seven as well is that my muscles are very tired after a birth. So I do try to do some recovery things, but I also try to do things like stretching and yoga and like swimming if I can. And I'm one of my goals for 2024 is to have a massage after every single birth. So those are things that sustain my physical ability to be at births. And that is a really important piece of this. Now, I just wanna plug something here. So one of the reasons that I am really passionate about doulas getting paid well is that this work is so hard on you and your body and your mental space and your emotional space. And you have got to have the resources to take good care of yourself in those categories. And that is not free. And so if you're thinking, okay, well, you know, if I'm at a birth for 14 hours and I charge $900, I get paid this much an hour. You're not including things like this. You're not including things like the before and after time that you have to recover. You're not including the impact it has on your family. You're not including the fact that you need to eat while you're there, etc. So today is not that day for me to discuss why you should be charging more, but I want you just to consider this. What would be better for you if you could afford something like a massage once a month or um, even just a therapy session, like a, a counseling session that you can sit and talk through the birth that happened. Like those things are very, very important and helpful. And, um, they are something that you should budget in to your packages. Okay. So we have one more episode of these awesome lessons. And, um, in the meantime, I would really love to hear from you if you are, um, thinking of some lessons of your own, or if you have questions, or if you have a topic that you would like for me to cover on the podcast, please connect with me on Instagram at Haradula. I love, love, love connecting with you and watching your journey and getting to support you in your pod, your podcast, just kidding, your Instagram posts, um, and in your business. So head over there, connect with me there, and I'll see you in the next episode.
Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Doula Tips and Tits podcast. If you learned something today or had an aha moment, we'd love for you to share that on Instagram and tag us at Haradula so we can celebrate alongside you. If you found this podcast helpful, we would so appreciate you taking a second to leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps other doulas find us as we do this work together. This podcast is intended as educational and entertainment. It is not medical advice or business advice. Please consult your own medical or legal team for your own needs around your health and your business. We'll see you again soon.